In the last several decades, technology has developed rapidly and is progressing fast. We are happy with the situation, and some tech companies claim that they will eliminate the problems of the environment, pollution, and traffic problems. But is the rapid technology growth going to create utopia? I don't think so. Look at the automobile industry. It was the sunrise industry of the last century. Going from place A to place B was a tricky thing before automobiles. But automobiles changed everything. The change grew the fastest in one of the largest countries in the world. We can also say that cars created cities and then megapolises. When the automobile industry took charge of the world, nobody realized it. With this industry came the IC engines. IC engines brought pollution. As pollution grew, people started to live far away from their workplaces. The change needed more usage of automobiles. The other change was that the new shopping areas were developed in the residential areas. Shopkeepers drove to their shops which further increased the use of cars. During the last couple of decades, the world has understood the meaning of pollution. In the last hundred years or so, the development of car and battery technology has been only incremental. If we compare this change in electronics, a car would have driven around the globe in one liter of petrol. One of the ways of reducing auto pollution is switching to electric vehicles. But I will write about that later. I have mentioned above about megapolises. But is this picture rosy? Not really. We now feel the effects of unlimited growth. Which city is showing this in India? Bangalore. Bangalore has shown unprecedented development in the last few decades. I used to travel to Bangalore for work. My recent travel was in February 2020, just before COVID. The 40 plus km distance took us three hours. But that is the soft part of the story. It has been raining regularly in Bangalore during the last week and Bangalore roads converted into rivers. Why is that so? During the never-ending development, everybody simply forgot the small natural canals which crisscross Bangalore were nature's way of allowing the rainwater to drain. The original landscape was altered completely. All of us know that coastal cities, like Mumbai and Chennai, are vulnerable to storm surges and other sea-level-related challenges, such as seawater entering, during high tide, to impact the discharge capacity of the city's stormwater drains. If we must work toward solutions, we must have a deeper understanding of our city's growth patterns, terrain, infrastructure and ecosystems. Bangalore is located at the top of a ridge, the water divide between the watersheds of the Kaveri and the Panahir, Dakshina Pinikini, rivers. The city has numerous valleys which act as conduits carrying water to these two major rivers. Original settlements were concentrated on the ridges, while the valleys were used for agriculture. Bunds were erected to retain the water, creating lakes to irrigate these lands. Each lake had its command area, which it irrigated. The older streams that once flowed were redesigned to make artificial canals for irrigation in each lake's command area and for carrying excess water downstream. Several minor drains that carried water in these command areas ended up under private ownership. Excel rains have exposed the shutting of canals. The story is the same in every city. In Pune, I had my office in an area, model colony. The office was in a flat in an apartment. There was an old canal and a road along the canal. The canal was filled up to create a wider path. Since then, whenever there are heavy rains, the parking lot in the apartment would have one foot of water which lasted for a few hours. Water finds its path, so without the natural canal, it decides where it wants to go. A similar but even worse disaster happened in the other part of the city. 
a natural canal called Mbil Oda created havoc. As usual, authorities played around with the canal route, resulting in havoc created by the floods. A large housing complex with more than 200 cars in the underground parking lot was flooded for four to five days, causing extensive damage to vehicles. I'm sure such incidents are happening all over the world. Are we, as a society, capable of understanding the effects of inventions? Everything related to electronics like cell phones, tabs and computers has seen their numbers grow by leaps and bounds. Yes, they are helping us to do many things efficiently. But we have created a culture of replacing devices after a small interval of a couple of years. What do we do with the mountain of electronic junk? Overconcretization resulted in reduced infiltration of water into the soil. The unplanned urbanization, changes to the topography, lack of infrastructure to carry rainwater during heavy precipitation events, and lack of buffers to hold surface water all lead to urban flooding. We must begin understanding and respecting the topography of our cities. Since the investments we make in these critical areas are long-term, leading to further complexities in the future, it is necessary to integrate flood zonation maps based on topography into city master plans. Will we learn from the Bangalore disaster? Quite a few porches, mercs, and BMWs got submerged in the flood water. Water gushed into the homes of page 3 people. A discussion has begun in Bangalore if it is worth coming to Bangalore for business. Will the fear of the exodus of honchos from Bangalore wake the governments to act on this serious issue? Or will everything be as usual once the flood water recedes? Each generation has the responsibility to improve the lives of future generations. Will it happen in the big Indian cities? Is it the fault of society or the government? The governments are responsible for such issues. But the society that does not protest strongly is also equally responsible. Who will bell the cat? We should not forget that it is the joint responsibility to make the future perfect.